0: Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast, Kelly here. Today, I want to talk about opting out of exhaustion. Are you tired? We've talked about opting into rest before, and I talked all about how much I love the nap ministry, which you can find on Instagram, but today I want to specifically focus on emotional exhaustion. Lately, it's been everywhere amongst everyone, but particularly amongst my black fellow female women. I have spoken to many people and I keep having these conversations where people talk about how tired they are. And some of that's physical tired, but a lot of it is a sick end tired, a kind of mental fatigue of pushing themselves, of being fully engaged in the struggle, the struggle being real. And in just general sadness about how things are for black women. The statistics paint a bleak picture about us. And world events and current events, the way people are reacting, for example, to Kataji Jackson's confirmation hearing. I mean, you just pick a thing happening in the world and people are exhausted. And so today I want to talk about really four or five ways to opt out of exhaustion and opt into, as we've talked about before, meaningful rest. And a lot of it has to do with the way that we engage with others. So the first thing, I've said this a million times in this podcast is setting boundaries is a great way to opt out of mental exhaustion. Setting boundaries on your time, setting boundaries on who has access to you, All of those things are critical to opting out of struggle and will keep you feeling good about yourself versus depleted and resentful. There are plenty of episodes on this podcast that talk about how to opt into having boundaries, how to learn to say no and put limits. We just completed a whole series on knowing your worth and how to set boundaries around family and friends, particularly so that you don't give yourself away at a discount. Plenty of information about that. And the second way I would say is by prioritizing rest. Also, episodes of this podcast cover that. We talk about how to opt into meaningful rest, both practically, like setting some limits on your time and and some sleep hygiene, but also how to do that emotionally so setting boundaries and prioritizing rest are really important but i want to focus the majority of this episode on three other ways to opt out of exhaustion that we haven't talked about so to do the remaining three we've given you two remaining three on how to opt out of exhaustion And the first way is to learn how and when to opt out of conversations that are depleting, destructive, or just plain old ridiculous. I've talked about before how to opt out of clownery because I really do believe so many of us are just dealing with high levels of clownery and foolishness in our day-to-day lives, and not knowing how to opt out of that can make us exhausted, Instead, it's a real life skill to know when to just opt out of the conversations that we know are going to increase our exhaustion, are going to be destructive, and are ridiculous. And I want to talk about ways to opt out both in your work life and in your personal time on social media. We'll start first with in our work lives. There are many times that there have been conversations that I felt that I was forced to opt into that were clownery, were ridiculous, foolish, and destructive. I have learned the skill of setting boundaries and opting out of conversations that I think are gonna go nowhere with either management or colleagues or staff that I I supervise. A couple ways to do that, and we'll go over a couple scenarios. The first scenario is when people want to talk about race, current events related to race, what it's like to be a black woman, and you don't feel comfortable or that it's the appropriate venue to have this conversation. And sometimes, frankly, it's clownery and the people asking are doing it in such a manner that it's offensive. And so learning the tools to opt out respectfully without causing more tension in the workplace is key. One way to opt out of a conversation like that is to say things like, I cannot and am not comfortable speaking for an entire group of people. Black women aren't a monolith. There's not just one type of us. And so I would feel irresponsible to talk about that. If it's management, I would say I appreciate your investment or your interest in the experiences of Black employees or Black women, but I really am not professional, and I think the best people who could do that are out there, and maybe it would help if we brought in a professional. And lastly, if you want to overachieve or you really like your workplace, I would say if you're constantly being asked to be in these conversations to, to say that you have reached the end of your knowledge on topic X related to race, here's a list of resources that you can utilize and or, you know, if it's straight clownery, You can say things like, Google Scholar has great information on topic X. Feel free to to look that up. Being able to opt out of conversations about race that make you uncomfortable or maybe depleting is key to surviving the work world. The other way you can opt out of Depleting and destructive conversations is just basic conflict at work, non-race-related conflict. Just when tensions are high, when there's issues going on in the workplace, how to opt out of having unproductive and destructive conversations by learning the power of saying, I don't think this is a great time to talk about this. Let's re-engage when we are all feeling comfortable on this. Or setting standards and boundaries with your staff, if you have them, or colleagues, by learning the tools and phrases to use to avoid taking on more work than you need, by being clear about, this seems to be outside of the scope of my role, being clear about that and knowing how to language that, that can go a long way to have you feeling depleted or engaging in ridiculous and destructive conversations. Our lives are filled with compromise. But one area a Black woman should never compromise on is her health. If you're looking for a tool that can help you find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health, check out ZocDoc. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, there'll be no compromises because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. All of these doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat basically any condition you're searching for. I've used ZocDoc myself to find members of my medical team, and it has been so easy to use and connect with the right providers for me. Go to ZocDoc.com slash BGB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash BGB. ZocDoc.com slash BGB. What if 2024 you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions, it just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription. But only for our listeners at babbel.com BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com BGB. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB rules and restrictions may apply. But what about off and outside of work? What about on social media? The other thing I've noticed is that I will open up insert social media platform and I will see all of these hot takes, clickbaity tweets or posts and My blood will start to boil, and I will be tempted to engage in what is pure clownery or a depleting and destructive conversation. Sometimes it's even amongst fellow Black women or fellow Black people. I used to be like this, and I used to get in these conversations and debates, and then I realized this is bringing absolutely nothing to my life. It is making me more tired. It is making me feel physically different and, and gross for lack of a better word, I don't wanna do that. And I jokingly tell people that I have put in a ton of effort in curating my social media platforms. And when I say in curating them and really making sure I have the right people following me, I tell people all the time jokingly that it's to the point now where if I like purple and you like pink, we, we unfollowing each other. And I say that as an extreme example, but honestly, when I open up my social media platforms, I find them restorative, I find them joyful, I laugh, I learn, I see a lot of kittens and puppies, that makes me happy. A lot of fabulous travel areas and destinations, I focus and post my travel photos I have worked hard to make sure that my social media platform, it looks restful for me. It is a place where I can go to rest. And I don't want to be getting into arguments about whether I want to be called black or BIPOC or African-American. For me, I think those are questions of great debate, but not something I want to engage with. I don't want to be fighting with people about the state of music or the state of politics, or have someone on my feed saying something grossly racist that will set me up to feeling horrible for at least an additional hour, if not more, or even worse, send me down a rabbit hole of going back and forth with somebody about why their opinion is racist, why my opinion is different from theirs, and it becoming contentious. Again, I wanna be clear, debate is wonderful and it's healthy and we learn. And some of the things that we can debate, for example, what people prefer to be called, black, African-American, a member of the BIPOC community, those are great debates. But when they become contentious, when they suck us into going back and forth When it becomes a battle of will or ego, that's destructive, that's depleting, it's ridiculous. Protecting yourself on social media and making sure that you are not engaging or that you don't feel like you have to engage in those conversations. If you want to have healthy debate about things, join an academic community or talk amongst your friends or go to spaces in social media where you feel like that discussion is going to be beautiful and productive. Engaging in meaningless arguments, which many people get into, uh, aside from those other things. Just fighting day to day about a hot take on a celebrity. I don't want to spend my time doing that. And those kinds of debates, those kinds of discussions can lead to mental and emotional exhaustion. The other way that I want to focus a little bit of time on is learning how to speak about your exhaustion. I know that we are very familiar with saying the words, I am tired. I am sick and tired. But learning to be more specific about what our exhaustion is. Learning to name our feelings can be a powerful tool in having people support us, and more importantly, having us be aware of ourselves to know what needs to be done. I am tired of having meaningless debates on social media. It's very different that I'm sick and tired of y'all, right? Which is what we might say on our way out the door or exiting a a thread, right, (laughs) about a debate that's gone to the left. Being able to language your exhaustion is important. Being able to language with friends and family that I am exhausted because I spend the majority of my day trying to hold my boundaries firm and strong against coworkers, against my management, against the people I supervise. Or I'm emotionally exhausted because I feel like our partnership is one-sided or I feel like we're not really clear in what, we need to do to help each other feel good in this relationship. Explaining your exhaustion and speaking about your exhaustion in a way that's clear helps go a long way to get the support you need and for you to start changing the things in your life that are depleting you. Last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about how to find support for your exhaustion. Building a community and having community, I do believe, is one of our birthrights and our inheritance as Black women. We have the ability to make some of the strongest and healthiest connections with each other once we learn the tools on how to teach each other how we need to be loved up and supported in our communities. It's important to learn the language of our exhaustion so when we go to our community, they know how to love us up and and help us. It also can mean, though, that we need to talk to somebody who's professional. Mental and emotional exhaustion often comes from poor boundaries, often comes from unresolved trauma. There are other drivers here that may be making us mentally and emotionally exhausted. And knowing that we can reach out to mental health professionals, counselors, licensed therapists, social workers like myself, reaching out to professionals can be a powerful first step in reclaiming your life and entering into that rest and really developing a life that is peaceful and restful. Therapists can be an impartial listening ear. They can provide you tried and true tools to help empower your life. I can't say enough about how powerful therapy can be when it's with the right person, and with someone who has the tools to truly give you and make your life better. So what can be a healing practice for today? Today I'm going to ask you to think about conversations that you may be having day-to-day or social media debates you may be getting into that are depleting, ridiculous, or destructive. Just take note the next time you open up a social media platform, the next time your colleagues and you are talking and the conversation goes to a place that makes you uncomfortable. Take notice of how often that's happening and then commit to yourself to learning a phrase. We've talked about a few of them. Whether it's at work, learning the phrase and it's about race, learning phrases like I don't feel comfortable speaking for an entire group of people. Or it's learning to unfollow people that are constantly provoking emotionally exhausting responses from you, that are engaging you in debates that while on the surface may be totally fine, underneath it is destructive and ugly, the way people are engaging with each other. Again, I wanna be clear, it's not always about the topic. As I've made, I've given some great examples of great topics that are wonderful for debate, but it's about the energy with which people engage in it. Is it a building and are you learning and are you exchanging opinions in a respectful way or is it ugly and making you feel angry and ridiculous for even having the conversation? If that's the case, dare yourself to unfollow those folks. Dare yourself to clear out of your life Any social media account or conversation that you're having that is not a building or entertaining or calming and restorative. Taking just 10 minutes to do a practice like this to write down a phrase you can use the next time you're at work and you feel uncomfortable or to do an audit of your social media and delete some of the people you're following on there will go a long way to having you opt out of struggle And opt out of exhaustion. So that's it for today's episode. As always, you can find this podcast across all major streaming platforms. So please like and share if this resonates with you and you think will resonate with members of your communities. We are growing so fast. This podcast is truly taken off and I am astounded at how many of you are listening. I want to keep that movement and that community growing and building, so please share. Also, subscribe to get access to each episode as it drops. And if you feel moved to, let me know how you enjoy this podcast with a review. Until we speak next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other.